Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast with Alex Kirby, where entrepreneurs and small businesses come to stretch themselves and grow their company. From interviews to in-depth discussions, you'll learn how to market effectively, increase profits, and become the leader your company needs you to be. Now, let's get down to business. Hey everybody, Xander from Down to Business Podcast here, my friend David Waldy. Thanks for joining us on this episode. If you guys don't know, Down to Business Podcast is sponsored by Yeti Cups. <laughs> Actually, we're not, but Yeti, shout out. We are super down. We're getting a sign right here. Yeah. You would look really good underneath it. And uh, Brand manager, uh, just shoot me. Shoot us a DM. Slide me a DM on Instagram. We're ready for it. We'll have a conversation. We'll take uh, a few cups for free. But uh, <laughs> if you guys don't know the Down to Business podcast, we we have a lot of new listeners and a lot of followers from a couple videos that kind of cranked out, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody want to see your beautiful mug. Ah, thank you. All my <laughs> facial hair. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I struggle. I, I've got the, uh, you know, run away from him mustache. That's what I've got. <laughs> but uh, that's okay. But uh, <laughs> we, uh, we do this podcast to talk about business, finance, marketing, what your job is like, what your boss is like. Uh, and how all those things kind of work together. Everything in between is our phrase. So David owns a business. I own a few businesses. Uh, we're not geniuses. If you want to go look at our latest Facebook comment section mm-hmm. from our clip that kind of went nuts, uh, you would think that we don't know what we're doing. But a lot of people don't like us, and that's probably okay. my how many episodes have we done, producer Chris? Yeah, we're uh, almost a hundred into this, so we've done a few, and we don't have every answer, but we've got a few. Make so sure everybody can see. Yeah, you. come on. <laughs> But uh, yeah, in this episode, uh, we want to talk about a few things. But the first thing I want to talk about is Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. He made the most interesting. He was on, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this. He was on the Full Sin podcast. Have you seen the Full Sin podcast? I have not. So the Full Sin podcast is the Nelk Boys, and they were like viral video guys. Mm-hmm. And they made like funny v- Facebook videos. There's a lot of guys who kind of like got famous on YouTube and Facebook from. Uh, like Big Dawes. Have you ever seen Big Dawes? Mm. So he's like Tell fake. me a whole bunch of stuff I've okay. never heard of so before. <laughs> Big Dawes is like fake Clay Thompson. So okay. he literally looks like Clay Thompson who plays for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And he dressed as a warrior and they let him in the stadium. Oh my goodness. And he <laughs> and he actually did it twice. He he sat behind the bench one year and like got super famous online from looking like Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. And then he did it again for the playoffs this year and it worked and he got on the court and before pregame. <laughs> so anyways – uh, Big Doss. So the, all these guys started. Well, the Nelk Boys were the same way, and mm-hmm. they did a lot of funny videos, and they they curse a lot, but they're they're pretty funny. And but then they started this podcast called the Full Send Podcast, and it is now like number two to Rogan, I think. Oh wow! And That's Elon, cool. they're getting massive people. They had Trump on the show. They've had, uh, I mean, you, Jamie Fox, everyone you can name, and they had Elon come on the show the other day, which I think only Rogan has really gotten Elon on. Yeah, you know, I mean, he, he was high on Rogan, wasn't he? he I, yeah, he says <laughs> he loves Rogan. Him, they love each other. But so he, the Nook Boys are kind of like like frat bros, right? When they talk, and Elon was on the show, so it's so interesting. But yeah. the reason what I'm talking about is they asked him in a clip I saw. What what's like the biggest issue in our world right now? Mm. And Elon Musk, who's the Mars guy in the space, and you I think know, I saw this clip. Yeah, number one genius, he goes population collapse, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, what? No, and and then they were all like, these guys are like, what, bro? You know. Mm-hmm. And he was I like, I did yeah. see this clip. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Japan just lost six hundred thousand people year over year. Mm-hmm. They can't replace them, and America's the same way. We haven't had a replacement. Um, population since set uh early 90s early 70s i think mm-hmm. it was early 70s i think it's been 50 years since we've had enough babies to replace the people who passed away yeah. and so i just wanted to say like 
just bring it up to talk about one. I don't think any like that is not a known thing. No, and that is so the, fascinating. The whole agenda is, you know, around population control and there we've got too many people and there's all these problems because of uh, people living on top of each other. And I don't know these people I guess don't travel. No, they, they don't. Like they've never they don't travel. People don't travel anymore really. <laughs> if you think well, especially, you know, with the last couple of years, but a lot of it's so expen- it's it can be expensive to travel now where yeah. it used to be easier. Right. Um and you also you have a lot more bigger cities, so you're like, why would I travel? Like, mm-hmm. you know, Statue of Liberty, people used to just want to go there. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to? Like, is it that big of a deal to go see the Statue of Liberty anymore? <laughs> uh, the Grand Canyon. Now, if you love the outdoors, but yeah. I know my parents' generation. My parents are sixty. My mom's like almost sixty. My dad's sixty three. That yeah, you took a road trip for two weeks and you saw all these things and traveled mm-hmm. and you kind of realized that man, there's. Miles of nobody, right? <laughs> Hundreds, if not yeah. thousands. Of- but now with big cities, you have everything at your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. You're right. I don't think traveling is as big of a thing. But I just thought it was a fascinating thing. Is don't let people feel like we have too many people. You know, it's like a big. Yeah. And the Nelk Boys, they were like, "What are you talking about? Everyone yeah. knows we have too many people." And Elon's like, "No, it's like the most misinformation thing." And he like rattle off all the data. Yeah, it's and because so we're trying to fit so many people into these concentrated areas. But you and I are the same. Like we could literally mm-hmm. go out on our back porch and Bro. you know I'd, shoot a twenty two. I do it every and night. Nobody's not a gun part. <laughs> go on my back porch. Throw a frisbee, right? You yeah, can throw a chilling. frisbee as far as you can, and you ain't gonna hit your neighbor. Let's make sure know. we call it correctly. It's a disc. I'm David. sorry. <laughs> I'm joking. It is a disc, though. If you guys don't know, I'm a disc golf player. Okay, well, let's have a vote then. Okay, in the comment section, would you call it a frisbee? If, 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 I'm not saying like the the people that are in the sport, you call that a frisbee, that flat thing you throw, or is it a disc? I want to know. And uh, uh, if if different. I get more votes for frisbee, like you have to buy me something. I'll buy you a Yeti cup yes. from our new sponsor. <laughs> but I'm actually playing in the World Championships next week. I heard. Yeah. So you're going to Kansas, my stomping grounds. Yeah, I'm going to come in last place probably. But um, – I'll be there. I'll be there. What you believe you become, Alex? Okay. <laughs> See, Brett and I have a – I can't remember. Brett and I – Brett thinks I'm going to play terrible. I know Ennis already thinks I'm going to play terrible. And um, – but it's okay. If you've ever played disc golf, shout out in the comments. But Frisbee golf. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> speaking of confidence – Let's give these people something useful of, today. Speaking of confidence, we're talking – in this episode, actually, our, our talk is about confidence, and I need to be confident about next week. Mm-hmm. But – um. You were talking, David, to me off air about uh, you came back from a, a trip this weekend. Yeah. And one of the themes of the trip was having confidence in yourself. And mm-hmm. I'm going to let you go off on that in a second. Yeah. Um, but I do, as a business owner, want to speak um, to to people who are either own their business or are working somewhere and say that the last couple of years have made it hard for people to have confidence. Yeah. And confidence is a weird word, right? Because everyone always – transitions it for cockiness or pride or Mm -hmm. uh, they all kind of get mixed in the same bowl and i don't think it's fair and that i I can't wait for you to to, for you were gonna say about it but with confidence i want to acknowledge that it's hard for people to have a lot of confidence right now Mm -hmm. confidence in what's going on outside of them within them within their family within the world Mm -hmm. um within their job i mean ford just laid off three thousand employees last week yeah um, there's uh, Robin Hood has Side laid off. Hood. Did 20- you know they're shutting down all their dealerships? I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? The I did CEO not know came that. out with the announcement that they're going to a full blown, full service delivery model where people can come like to their Carvana. Site. Mm-hmm. That they are no longer going to be servicing dealerships, and so they're 
tens of thousands, from what I understand, I don't have the full context of four dealerships mm. that will no longer exist. That must be a slow. Which are all small businesses over a couple by of the decades. Way. The vast majority are small businesses. You know, I was wondering about that, and and we need to fact check that, Chris. So I don't know if you can pull that up, but yeah, um, always fact check. Yeah, but I do know that Carvana's model. Mm-hmm. Is really has been really interesting, and I, I kept waiting for someone to bike. But mm-hmm. I don't know if they're publicly traded. Are, is Carvana publicly traded yet? I'm not sure. If they're not, I was <clears throat> waiting for someone to buy them because if they're able to do that on mm-hmm. the used market, why couldn't people just do that with the the new market? Mm-hmm. And um, we're in a weird time, especially with cars, because like Elon has showed. You just need someone. You can either ship your car to get fixed mm-hmm. or have a regional place where you can send your Tesla to get fixed. Yeah. It's going to become a lot more consolidated, especially because people don't know how to do trades anymore. Yeah. My dad's been a mechanic for 39 years, and he's he's sold his business uh, two years ago for seven figures. Mm-hmm. Amazing. From a guy he barely graduated high school. Incredible. But he's, he's talked about his, the trade services, those skills. We all know they're going away. Mm-hmm. Um we all know welders that make six figures and no one has any idea. There's so much money. Plumbers in that make high, you know, high fives. Yeah. And um, but it's becoming a scarcity for sure. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by GPS Track It. Efficiency is key to running a successful business, and managing your fleet of vehicles is no small part of that. GPS Track It is an industry-leading fleet management software that helps you track your vehicle's locations, driving behavior fuel consumption, and so much more. If you have multiple vehicles on the road every day and are looking for a tool to manage them, GPS Track It is the solution. Check the link in the description for more information. And going back to confidence is, you know, so few people have confidence these days to try something new, uh, to ask for a raise, to take the next step in their career. I mean, I was talking with someone a week or two ago and I was asking him like, well, are you going to put in for that? He was telling me about like a job opening at his place. Yeah. Are you going to put in for that? He's like, no, I'm pretty comfortable where I'm at. Mm. And I hate that word. I didn't. Yeah. It will, <laughs> I'm going to finish and let you run with it. But I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. You know, what do you mean? He's like, uh, you know, I just kind of know what I'm doing and I've been here for a while and mm-hmm. I just can kind of come to work and press play. Yeah. And, um, that bothered me. Yeah. Um, why do you tell me why you hate that word? So, I mean, hate is a strong word, but I really, really, really don't like it. That was a um, great song uh, <clears throat> reference there. So, I think one <laughs> of the things is that uh, comfort to me obviously has different meanings uh, to different people. But when we talk about comfort as it pertains to who we are as people and confidence, let's let's kind of marry these th- these two things. When it comes to our lives, I want to ask you a question, Alex. So. Tell me the last time you were just absolutely on cloud nine, over the hill, fulfilled, happy, and full of joy. Wow. Um, Even if it was just a moment, you just felt like this like euphoric, gosh, life is good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I just went to the beach a month ago, and I'm a nature guy, and okay. I was there for two weeks, and okay. my kids are swimming, I'm mm-hmm. no shirt in the sun. I'm guessing it cost you some money. Yeah, but it was pretty affordable. But yeah, I would say like just being outside and seeing Mm -hmm. my family, enjoying the outdoors, like that's a piece to me. So what's really interesting about that is that these moments, if we look back on our lives, I have seen this without fail, that those moments where we find tremendous peace, fulfillment, joy, passion, excitement, where we're on fire about life, they come on the tail end of investment and risk. Mm. 
Because the fact is, you just stepped away from your business for a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. Which is, it feels risky. It's, yeah. It's scary as a business for sure. Owner. Like, I got to trust these people to make sure they keep things afloat. And you invested by taking your time, mm -hmm. your resource, mm -hmm. and your energy and invested that into your family to create an opportunity. And the back end of that was mm -hmm. fulfillment, joy, and all this stuff. And so when we talk about confidence, the reason I asked you that question is that most often those times where we've really felt alive, it comes on the back end of risk. Mm. And this is what people misunderstand. The reason that you know comfortable is such a word that I have disdain for is that on the back end of asking the girl, there's a chance. There's a chance. On there's the, a chance. On the back end of starting the business, yeah, on the back end of, of, of applying for the job you're or right. applying for that school. I see where you're going Where well, you're this. jumping out of an airplane. You're going to go on you know, <laughs> a, a hike or whatever it is, right? Yep. If you look at life, most often the things that make us feel alive come on the back end of some form of risk. Yeah. And it is intentional investment into that experience. And so I think a lot of times people, when we, we're talking about confidence, there's, there's a few components uh, around confidence I'll talk about. Number one, I believe that confidence cannot exist without self-trust, okay? Okay. So if people are struggling with confidence, most often we see this to be pretty true. When we talk about a person of integrity, you and I, I think we had this conversation before. We would call someone with, with integrity someone that keeps their word, right? If I was to look at you, that's one component of, of integrity. This is why I struggle with this okay. because sometimes little things fall through the cracks mm -hmm. and it doesn't make me feel like I don't have integrity. It makes me feel like I'm just not as organized as I need to be. So you're getting ahead of me. I'm okay. talking about for me. Like it, if I look at you, I would say you're a man of integrity because yeah. I know if you give me your word, you're going to keep it. I would hope so. Right? Yeah. Most people are generally good about keeping their word to other people, but where they fail is keeping their word to themselves. Uh, so if I'm going to trust you and I'm going to respect you, there's going to have to be time and consistency where you actually show up and keep your word. And yeah. that's what, for me, qualifies you to be a man of integrity. Makes sense. If we're not doing that for ourselves and saying, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to snooze. I'm not going to drink pop. Mm -hmm. Soda. That's a side jab to Alex. Yeah, We've been talking about two times. <laughs> if I'm not, if I'm going to go to the gym, if I'm going to be consistent with the tone that I set when I show up at my home for my family, if I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, we say all these things are priorities. We say all these things are things that we're going to do. But if you're not consistently doing them, why in the world would you trust that person? So you end up not trusting yourself. So you end up not trusting yourself. And if you don't trust yourself, you don't respect yourself. If you don't respect yourself. You don't have confidence in yourself. You don't have confidence in yourself. All of this ties to the fact that you're not actually walking in in the integrity that you project out to other people. And this is what's scary is because it's all the stuff that happens behind closed doors. Mm. And so when we're talking about being confident in the government and confident in our paycheck and our jobs and all this other stuff, that's all stuff none of us can control, right? You can control it to some degree by just not being an idiot and you just try and be a good steward, mm -hmm. be, uh, use your head. But the most important thing that creates this unshakable confidence of knowing that no matter what happens, no matter what the government does or what, you know, the administration or, uh, you know, the, the, the IRS or my boss or my, my wife or my kids or my friends or my family, that no matter what happens, I am confident in myself and my abilities and in God. That's something that we mm -hmm. share is that this is who God has said that I am. And regardless of your belief system, if you need to separate the God component, what about you? 
you as an individual, are you actually keeping your word to yourself and the things that you say that you're going to do? Because uh, a couple of the guys that I run with, we, we have this saying, it says, this is who I am, so this is what I do. Mm. By extension, runners run, lovers love, parents parent, teachers teach, mm -hmm. liars lie, right? Mm -hmm. So our identity ties so much to this confidence thing. If you don't know who you are or you feel like you're on shaky ground or you're struggling with identity and you want to develop this confidence, you have to start keeping your word to yourself. Mm. And how do we develop that self-trust? It comes down to these little tiny things called habits. But the hard thing about habits is that they're habits. They're second nature. They're things that our subconscious mind does without thinking. It's a yeah. second nature thing. Science has now proven that you cannot get rid of a habit. The only thing that you can do is replace it. Hmm. So if you have the habit. So meaning like you have five spaces for habits, mm -hmm. and if you're going to get rid of one, you have to replace it with another? You have to replace it with something else. Interesting. Never, but you never have to way. do it consistently, and this is the hardest part. You have to force yourself to consistently do things you do not feel like doing for long enough that, and this is, we'll get, we'll get too far into the science, but your brain has neural pathways, which are basically your habits. Mm -hmm. If you want to create new neural pathways, you have to consistently do something you don't feel like doing for long enough until it actually becomes a new habit. And all you're doing is you're overriding a current pathway. You're creating a new, new pathway. I think we might've talked about something on a show before. It's like a farmer who wakes up every single day. Yeah. He gets on his track and he goes out to his field. After a couple of years of doing that, you're going to have deep ruts, right? In mm -hmm. the ground, just year after year mm -hmm. after year. And what's interesting is that if that field's a mile away from his house, a 1% correction will cause him to end up at a completely different location. You turn that steering wheel 1%, but what's hard is that you, those ruts can get so deep that even turning that steering wheel 1%, it's going to want to push you back, push you back. Yeah. But you have, to, you have to make a concentrated a new, effort yeah, new path. to do the things you don't feel like doing to create these new habits. But when you do this, I know this is a long explanation. This is where we bring ourselves to a place where we step into this unshakable confidence. This is who I am. So this is what I do. And I'm consistently faithful to myself. I'm operating in integrity, not yeah. just to other people, but to myself. So it doesn't really matter my environment, the things that go on around me. I know how I'm going to show up. I know how I'm going to carry myself. And no matter what comes against me, this is what I, my hope is everyone will adopt. You will be in a position to persevere and to create this resilience through the adversity that makes us into who we are. So all that to say, in developing this confidence, it is something that takes time and consistency. It's like working out. It's time under tension, is that if you just expect that you're going to go to the gym and work out one time and see these massive results, you're not. But you show up you know, 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes a day with consistency, and you do this for yourself as it pertains to your habits, the things that you want to change in your life, that's where confidence really really lies, is can you trust yourself? Are you a person who keeps their word to themselves? Because ultimately, that's all that we can control, yeah. Alex, is that you can't control the government and what decisions are made here, there, the other. You can't control so many factors, but you can control that. And when you do, it brings you to this place where you're able to really face whatever comes your way. Mm. Yeah, you, we talk about this, but run your race. I mean, yep. eh, it's a terrible thing. Like, it doesn't feel good to say no, that. No, of course right? it doesn't God. feel good. But that's the problem in our culture. Yeah, that everyone expects, feeling. like, I only want to do things that make me feel good. I'm like, good luck with that. Show me your results. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it's not a winning recipe. How do you think marathon runners feel after they run a marathon? They feel like death. 
But guess what? They're in the best shape ever. How'd you feel after that Spartan race you ran? It was, it's one of those, you know, taking that risk, one of those euphoric, just you feel yeah. alive. And yeah. so many people don't feel alive. And I believe it directly correlates to what we we're talking about earlier is this risk. Is Playing that it safe. You have to be willing to step outside that comfort zone. It's only in that place where, yeah, there's a chance you could fail. And that's what holds most people back. But there's a chance but, it could go amazing. And it, here's how I reframe failure as well, is that you're either going to succeed at it and you change that feeling of potential failure and say, I'm either going to succeed and this is going to completely change my life or I'm going to learn. Mm. When we can reframe failure and look at it as just lessons, it kind of softens that blow and it actually creates this usefulness in our life where, where we can empower and serve other people because we've done it over and over. Yeah. We've made a lot of mistakes. That actually positions us to be someone who can lead and serve and empower other people to not repeat those same mistakes. But that only comes on the back end of consistently taking risk. Mm. Well, guys, if you didn't get anything from this, I don't know if I can help you. Grow in confidence, <laughs> take some risks, and uh, we'll see you next time. Down to Business Podcast, Sander Kirby, David Waldy. Comment, like, subscribe, all those things. We appreciate any engagement. We're messaging back all the time. And uh, we hope you have a great rest of your day.